talking to you to make sure that you are tricking you to give away your your you know your details your maybe your important details like your uh, your birth dates your bank details maybe your credit card details maybe your id your password so that is one of the most common threat that exists today that people end up uh, tricking others into giving their own passwords or important details yeah even i get a lot, lot of those phone calls messages and emails from people posing to be posing to be banks health officials and etc yeah how do we, how do i identify which one of them are authentic and which ones are fake so if you have somebody who's trying to sell you something that you don't want the first uh, the first thing the first thing that you need to be aware of is that if you're not interested in it and if it is not something that you're really keen to experience further that you should stop that conversation right away so that's the first thing second thing is there may be people who may be trying to tell you that that you have won a lottery or you have won something and that in order for you to claim that lottery prize you need to provide some more details now you and you need to be sure that there is nobody out there who is ready to give you anything for free so anyone who tries to give away to tries to say that you have won something and that you have um, you know that that in order to claim it you need to identify yourself those should set alarm bells going because those kind of things never happen in real life and lastly there are uh, there are people who will say that there was a fraudulent uh, transaction that happened on your credit card and that they are trying to help you make sure that that fraudulent transaction is stopped so you know if if that is the case then it is quite possible that there may be someone who is actually authentic somebody someone who is actually real to help you and that may be somebody from your credit card company or your bank so in order to make sure that those people are legitimate you have to uh, you know you have to make sure that they are able to give you something that you know is true and then make sure that they are who they actually are so if they are calling from your bank you have to make sure that you ask them enough questions and assure yourself that they are uh, they are actually calling you from your bank and that they are there to help you rather than trying to scam you or trick you for me the calls i mostly get as they always say ministry of health you yes covid 19 positive or something like that yes so what uh, so the, the the criminals what they are very very smart to do is they understand what is the mood out there what is the thing that is most important to people around the time that they are calling so if um, if if they are calling you around the time that it was covid then they will say that this is around covid if they had called you around new years eve for example they will tell you about some new year party that they are going to that that people are going to launch people are going to have uh, and that they want to invite you for a party if they were to call you around any particular holidays maybe diwali holidays they will tell you that um, that that yeah this is around something around diwali and that there is some uh, store or some 
shopping okay. shopping offers that are uh, that have been uh, that have been created purely for diwali shoppers so the idea is to make sure that you are interested so at this point in time covid was a very big thing in the minds of the people and so the scamsters decide to use that as the way to trick people to get their attention does that yeah. make sense yeah and i also get these sms saying your credit card your credit card is expired right yes so that is the the easiest way for people to um people to be tricked one of the things that i told you was that people will call you to try and suggest that they are there to help you so uh, when you hear that your credit card is expired people think that that they cannot use their credit card for online purchases or for any store purchases anymore and so they would like to have that renewed and it is quite true because credit cards expire credit cards come with an expiry date of 2 or 3 or 5 or 4 years depending on which bank that issues them so around the time that the credit card actually expires somebody from the bank will reach out to you and tell you that hey listen your credit card is expiring and we need to issue you a new credit card and that is a legitimate call but then there are other scamsters who will use that opportunity to to trick you into believing that your credit card is actually going to expire and that they will extract your information from you they will know what your birth date is they will know what your credit current credit card number is etc etc and then they will use that information to order a new credit card for themselves and then they will charge that credit card and you will be ending up having to pay for that wow yes when whenever i get those calls i just press hang up good that's smart uh that's very smart that is a very safe way to make sure that you're not tricked into into doing anything that the scamsters want you to do and when i get those sms i just press report and then i delete the contact that's good as well that, but you have to you have to be a little cautious when you do that because these there may be uh, a reason for you to actually get um, uh Uh, so if, for example if somebody tells you hey listen your credit card is going to expire you, while you have deleted it the one thing that you may want to do is remove your credit card and actually see whether it is expiring and if it is actually going to expire then you you need to reach out to the bank and tell them that hey listen i know that my credit card is expiring and i want you to issue me a new credit card so so don't just uh, blankly delete it and don't not do anything about it you may want to just check your credit card to make sure that it's actually not um it's actually not expiring that's what i'm going to do from now on good smart that's very smart can you share any tips to my listeners on how to be cyber safe yes um do what vedant does which is to treat every every scam call or every sms as a possible scam and ignore or delete but then after you have done that make sure that you uh, th- that the particular subject that they had called you about is actually safe so if somebody called you to tell you that your bank account uh, uh, a transaction was made on your bank account then you need to check in uh, after the after the call has 
is being hung up. I mean, you hang up on the call, you delete that message, you go into your bank account and just check whether there was any transaction and report that to the bank if there was anything. Secondly, make sure that you don't share your IDs and passwords and personal information with anyone. Um, yeah, so you, 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 you keep that very, very safe. Don't write it down and then stick it on a post-it and then stick it, you know, on on your on your computer screen because if you write your passwords down, then anyone can read it. So try and be guarded about your IDs and passwords, and always use a two-factor authentication. So two-factor authentication is when you have to log into Gmail. Have you tried logging into Gmail? Yeah. So the first thing that it will say is something you know. When you log into Gmail, what is the thing that you know? That I have an email. Yes, but then you also are expected to put your ID and your password, right? Yeah. So that is something you know. That is something only you should know. Right? Mm -hmm. uh, so, so the first authentication will be something you know. The second authentication will be that they will send an SMS to a phone number that you have registered at the time of creating that account. And if you are able to, to replay back that SMS back to Google, Google will know that it is you because you have put in your ID and password. Now, anyone can put in your ID and password because it is quite possible that you have written it down somewhere and forgotten it or, uh, or you have passed it on to somebody else. So the second thing that, they, that Google does to verify is send an SMS with a code to, to your mobile number. And once you have put that in, that's when Google knows, okay, this person has authenticated himself or herself twice. And so this is definitely that person. So what I would absolutely recommend your, your users to do is to not just stick to user ID and password, but to also configure your mobile phone uh, to receive SMSs from the from the services that you are that that your users are going to be your listeners are going to be using because that that is making it doubly sure that you are not getting scammed into uh, doing something that you shouldn't be doing does that make sense yeah it does okay and dear listeners please follow those tips so that you don't get scammed and lose money right can you tell me a few interesting incidents of security breaches that you have dealt with? Um, so when you when when it is that I do, when you, when when I am in when you are doing what it is that I do, it is an extremely uh, confidential piece of information. So if I am working for a for somebody. And if I'm trying to help them find their vulnerabilities, before I start the project, I have to sign a legal document called a non-disclosure agreement. A non-disclosure agreement is something that stops me from talking about any of these incidents in public. Because if, if it was you or your business that was getting, that, that, was, that had hired me or my, my team, and if I had found that you were your your website or your application was getting hacked, would you like me to talk about it on a podcast? No. That is exactly the reason why I can't tell you about 
the work that I do because I I am bound by these non-disclosure agreements. But I can tell you without giving any names of some incidents where when I was in India, I was trying to help a bank that was uh, that was getting hacked. And after we did our analysis, we found out that the uh, the, reason, the the place where the hacker originated was from a neighboring country who was hostile to India and wanted to uh, wanted to try and hack that bank and uh, try and steal money from that bank. So we realized that that was uh, someone bad who was from a neighboring country. And we found out where it is that the person was trying to get in from and we stopped that person. So uh, it took us all through the night. We, Me and my team sat through about, about 26 to 30 hours uh, at a stretch to find what was going on. And that is the thing. So the bad, the bad guys, they can sit on that particular bank website and research it and work on it for one year before they are able to hack it. But in our case, we have to keep doing this for many, many, we have, we, it's not possible for us to spend all our time and attention on this one website, right? Because we have so many things to guard. So, um, so we, when, whenever an incident like that happens, it is quite um, intense. It is quite, uh, yeah, it, it takes a lot of time to make sure that we are able to find where the problem is and try and fix whatever it is that the hacker had used to try to get in. So yes, in, in, and that, in that occasion, it, uh, it, was, uh, it did take us a long, long time. We sat through the night, but we were helped by the people in the bank and they were very keen to help us as well. Eventually, we found it, we fixed it, and uh, yeah, we, we, we stopped uh, some very big amounts or some uh, the bank itself being embarrassed by the hack or people losing money from it. That's so nice. Yeah. Yes. It sounds like such a fun job, right? Yes, it is. It is. Um, it is a fun job because. Uh, uh, the, the, the best part of it is that if, that a particular project or a bank or anybody that has spent a lot of time in creating a, a website or a bank or an application for their users, um, you know, they have spent a lot of time doing it. So there are so many bad guys out there who are out, um, who are, whose job, who's, you know, that, that is all they do. They try to embarrass these applications or embarrass the people who made these applications and uh, hack them. So um, what we do is we test them before they go live, as I said before, and this, pre this prevents the bad guys from actually doing anything, from causing any harm. So when we have done our job and when we have told the, the people who are launching the website or the app, that, hey, listen, these are the things that we found that are vulnerable. These are the things that are weak and you need to strengthen them. They are very happy because they realize that if they had not hired us and if they had gone ahead and launched it, it is quite possible that those weaknesses would have been targeted by the bad guys and that they may be hacked. And that would be, you know, that would leave the entire team very embarrassed. And they had spent a lot of time and hard work in making sure that uh, that it was, it was a, 
a good service or a good application and uh, they were they were prevented from being embarrassed so that is something that is very fulfilling because they thank us a lot when when we find uh, things that they the weaknesses in their application and then they try and fix it so yeah it is quite fulfilling but yeah it's it's fun as well how did you get into dealing with cyber security issues what did you want to be as a child oh as a child i i had nothing to do with computers i wanted to be an airline pilot and wow. uh, yeah and um, as i matured and i became older and i went into college i realized that computers were more interesting well i got drawn into computers using the first thing that i knew about computers which was computer games and from then on uh, you know after some point you become more curious and you go ahead beyond the games and try and see what else is there and uh, then i started learning more and more about computers and um so there are there are two kinds of people in the computer world there are people who build it build an application and then there are people who test this this application so um as it turns out i somehow in during the course of my career reached a point where i could be doing where i could be value adding or add, adding some um uh, using my skills to 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 prevent bad guys from getting access or control or using the weaknesses for a, for for other people's websites and applications so uh, that's how i kind of arrived at uh, at this because there was at one point in time i worked for a company which had no other people who were ready to do that job and uh, and i just happened to volunteer for it and say hey listen yes this this seems like something that i would like to do um because i was effectively going to be the policeman within that organization nobody really wanted to be the policeman because it's a hard job so i volunteered to to do that and from then on i got interested and then learned more about it and then got more opportunities and that's how i came into cyber security and now i've spent about 15 years doing it wow that's a lot of years yes what are your hobbies um i i like to play tennis um i like to play football and uh, those are the things that i that i like to do but um other than that i i watch my children play football as well and i like to teach them things i like to spend time with them i like to play football with them i like to do other things as well we, we play some video games as well so those are the things that i do but yeah uh, the one thing that i specifically i'm very keen about is tennis for myself yeah i played tennis once or twice it's really fun yes it is it is fun yes we should uh, we should do this together sometime then yeah but i don't really know much about it i only played it like once or twice yeah well you um you're just 9 years old right mm-hmm. so uh it takes it takes quite some time to keep practicing and learning something and in order for you to become an expert you have to keep doing it over and over and uh, eventually you'll you'll get better at it yes yeah so don't let the fact that you are new at something stop you from trying to do it more and more because if the more you do it the the better you are going to get at it yeah 
Yeah, that's true. Thank you so much for coming on my show. It's a pleasure, Vedant. I hope that I have been able to get you interested or, or that you have heard something from me about cybersecurity that uh, that was interesting. Um, you're doing a great job. Uh, over 100 plus people that you have interviewed right now. Uh, we are going to take some time and try and listen to as many of those as we can. Thank you. And learn a lot from those as well. So great job that you're doing. Keep it up. Thank you. Yeah, I also learned a lot during this interview. Yeah, my pleasure. Dear listeners, follow my Facebook page, Curious Vedant, to get updates on my upcoming episodes. To listen at leisure on your phone and get notified about future episodes, subscribe by searching for Curious Vedant wherever you get your podcasts, such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and many more. You can also listen to my show on CuriousVedant.com. Thank you for listening to Curious Vedant. Thank you.